Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Bikini and the Brain. I am here with the lovely and warm and cozy, Christmassy Ashley Kotwasser. Yes. I love it. I love I love. I'm trying to get in the spirit a little bit. Yeah. I don't know why you're not. Well, I didn't get the memo. I'll well. Next week. <laughs> is well, it 12 days of Christmas yet? I think, I think so. Oh, is, I'll, be, I'll be post-Christmas when I do. When I'm in red and green. Right. Well, maybe next year. Well, I'm going to do it either way, if I remember. <laughs> All right, so today we have a really cool, actually a really cool episode we've been talking about doing for a little while now. And um, actually, you know what, you've been in the subject of it for, you've been, I think, feel, I feel like you've been very studious about this one. So why don't you talk about what mm -hmm. we're covering? So there is a personality trait that a lot of successful people have. Um, and I don't think it's as talked about as much um, as the other personality traits. And it is called grit. Do you have grit? And what is grit, right? Like, what is a gritty person? Is sandpaper involved? <laughs> no, it's not. But <laughs> what is involved is passion, perseverance, overcoming obstacles, and all that good stuff. So I thought we should dive right in to see if you are a gritty person. And if you're not, maybe we can kind of inspire you to be a gritty person. Yeah, and I think we should go into, you know, what is the definition of grit, right? right of what, totally. in, the, in the context that we're using it. Absolutely. Um, which is really cool because it, now, um, I, I was actually listening to all her podcasts and everything like that. Now I'm forgetting her, her name, who came up with this. Do you have it in there, your, your notes, Studious Ashley? Angela Duckworth, I believe. And that's right. Is that Angela it? Duckworth. And she's, that if could you want, be wrong. No, that's, that's it. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you want to um, di like look into the subject a little bit more, on, she has some great stuff on YouTube about having grit and the positive effects of it long term. Um, and what's really cool is we we're kind of talking about it with Ashley uh, just a second ago before the podcast started is that I was like, you're, you're probably the grittiest person I know. And uh, <laughs> I, know, I know we're go probably going farther into well, the Well, no, I think we found the word to describe me because you used to say, Ashley, you're the hardest worker I know. And I always used to come back that like, I don't think I'm the hardest worker because I know there's girls out there currently doing way too much like not not that it's a good thing but they're doing like hours of cardio dieting way harder um lifting way longer right but they can only achieve that for a short period of time and then they lose motivation so not that that's what we're trying to do obviously we would never want to do that much cardio um it's unnecessary um we're training smarter not harder but with that being said i would argue that that girl for the time being, whether it be 12 weeks or two weeks, she's a harder worker than me. Yeah. But is it long-term? Is this something that she can maintain over a long period of time without giving up, with keeping the same willpower, the same drive? Mm -hmm. I say no. So I think a better word to describe me when you say I'm the hardest worker, I'm the grittiest person that you know. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, and it's um, and that's the thing is the whole, the whole point of grit in the context that she talks about it is um, not basically not it's not a sign of like your general intelligence so much it's really a sign of you sticking to a project sticking to something long term without interruption and getting to that expert level because of the time you put in and without the um, misdirection of other things taking you off path basically absolutely yeah. keeping focus it's passion perseverance over a long period of time, having stamina, sticking with your goal, 
and um, living life like a marathon instead of a sprint, which is, we see that a lot in this industry, right? Kind of like what I was just describing, girls that are doing hours of cardio a day, um, eating minimal calories, because they're thinking of that as a sprint, right? It's a marathon, life's a marathon, and um, it's a great personality trait to have to have grit, just keep going and not letting setbacks set you back. Yeah. Because they're going to happen, for sure. Everyone experiences yeah. setbacks, yeah. for sure. Even even you, you've had issues. You had your, your injury with your eye. Yeah. Um, you've had injury with your, your knee at one point, right? It was a yeah, of, that know, was an out. Yeah. Um, so there's like there's always going to be an issue, especially as an athlete, as a, a business person, as a trainer, whatever. Um, you know, you could just look at 2020 for that example. You know, oh, yeah, so totally. You know, 2020, I had two. I've had two like economic catastrophes in my stuff for um and i stuck around 2008 when the market collapsed in california when i was there um and all the clients disappeared i had <laughs> and then we had um um when i was training at when um 9-11 happened too that was another one where people just stopped training like completely it was like the whole world just like stopped training oh, at the wow. gym for like two weeks uh, i thought i was like dude i have no clients like i have no sessions i have no income mm-hmm. like you know so like things like that and then 2020 obviously gyms were were closed and a lot of people were not prepping for shows there was no show so like yeah there's always going to be something that happens mm-hmm. and there's always going to be a reason to want to give up want to go off path right um, and it could be physical or mental it yeah. doesn't have to necessarily be an injury or it doesn't have to be a life event but there's everyone is going to have to experience an obstacle at one point and we can't really tell you what that is if you know we don't know you but yeah. <laughs> guarantee you've already experienced a few in your life yeah i think it's the you know, having grit, especially in this sport, like you really do need to think about it as long term. When you look at bodybuilders, you know, there's a couple guys that are doing really well that are like younger dudes, like Hunter Labrada. Um, you know, Nick is doing really good. Like, there's there's guys that are that are doing great that are younger, but for the most part, these bodybuilders that are doing well are like mid 30s. Some of them in their like early 40s that are like really hitting their peak. And these are guys that started lifting. Most of them like as a kid, like 15, 14 years old. I mean, you know, some of them even younger than that. And you're, you're talking 20 years for them to hit that stage at, a, at, a, at, a, at the higher levels, you know. And then we get bikini girls that are like their first show. Like, you know, they're like, I want to prep for 16 weeks and then I want to eat like shit. And then I want to prep for 16 weeks and get back to that shape that I was in, which has not progressed from the prior show because I've just been slacking in my off season. But I want to be at the Olympia stage. And I'm yeah. like... Good luck. I mean, good luck with that. <laughs> that scenario, and then also, especially with bikini too, we find like maybe a girl that ha- you can see she has like a lot of potential there, right? She looks like, oh, we just need to fix this, or maybe a few more, you know, months of training, or maybe even just getting in front of the right people and just getting noticed. Um, but maybe um, they didn't place like they wanted to. They get discouraged starts the downward spiral and they never want to compete again. And that is an example of not having grit because yeah. that that experience, like it just kind of put the, the bad taste in the mouth and they just quit. See, people quit whenever they don't achieve what they want right away. It's that instant satisfaction culture in a way, right? Yeah. If they don't get exactly what they want, they quit. They don't even want to try. They just throw it away. And I think like, I think society has kind of trained people to be that way in a sense, um, unfortunately. But, you know, just even using the bikini example, everyone on that Olympia stage has lost before, okay? Everyone on that Olympia stage has gotten third place or or worse, you know what I mean, at a local show. And I'm just using this in the bikini standpoint, but this applies to very many, many things, right? So no one goes into their career just 
win, 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 and, and no loss ever. And I feel like sometimes that loss can make or break someone. That loss can either hurt the girls with an ego that think they should have won, they only expect to win, they're not going to compete again unless they win. It's, those girls are going to go bye-bye. You won't see them too much. The other hand, there are people who take a loss as a learning lesson. And I think that's a great way to look at things. Like if you lost, figure out why you lost and what you can do next time to better yourself. And then maybe you'll win one day. Yeah. And that's easier said than done. Yes. Um, but it, it is, I've seen it all too often, you know, mm -hmm. and a, a good example of what you're talking about too, is the top four this year. So the top four in the world, um, Ashley's one of them, um, have all beaten each other. None of them have not lost to each other at one point or another. You know, there's no one there. You know, Jennifer's the current champion, but Jennifer's lost to Ashley, Laura Lee, and Issa, right? And then Laura Lee's lost to to Jennifer, Issa, you and talk Ashley. Top five, though, but yeah. Top. Yeah, top five. What do you mean? Top five. Oh. Yeah, yeah top five. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. Issa was Issa's yeah, fifth. Issue. Top five. So. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. We're all basically we're in rotation. Issa's top top. Top forward my heart. Oh, no, <laughs> she's, she's such a sweetheart. Yeah, I, I like her so much. Yeah. Um, I just wanted right, to make yeah. sure. No, you're right, because it was fifth, and then was it sixth last year? I'm not sure, yeah, but like it doesn't matter. Yeah, That's not the point was, of it. She was a champ at one point. That's not the point of it, but yeah. But this is an example. The top girls in the world do, you know, have all lost to each other at one point or another. So it's like, you know, it's going to happen. You're going to lose. You're going to lose to someone that you should beat. You're going to lose to someone that you've beaten before. You know, it's just part of the game, especially if you're doing, most of our listeners are bikini. You know, it's going to happen. You're going to go to a show sometimes when you feel your absolute best and you might place your absolute worst. Like that's going to happen and it's a tough blow, you know, to prep that long and to mentally be able to take that when you're at your best or even if you're good um, and you lose to someone who you think is some part of you, you know, it's a hard thing. And I've seen, I've seen and had it happen many times where I have someone who's good, has a lot of potential, that happens and then I like never hear from them again. Like reach out to them, they don't get back to you, like they just fall to place the earth and then like mm -hmm. you might see him a year later or hear from him a year later they're like yeah that just knocked the wind out of me and after that I just decided I didn't want to do it anymore yeah. I just wanted to you know dang so. people quit so easily I just don't <laughs> get it oh yeah but I it takes it. it takes a long time you know this in this uh the, the kind of the series that she did when she does all these talks she talks about you know anyone becoming a master of their craft spending 10,000 hours on it the, the rule of 10,000 and um you know I I do think that there is a lot to that and what's funny is the better you get at something, like, you know, I've done this my whole, pretty much my whole life. I've been working in nutrition stores since I was 16. And um, the better you get at something, the more you think you don't know about it, which is really funny. And the worse you are at it, I find that the guys that think they know the most. Isn't that the funniest thing? Like, I'll, have, I'll see, like, a rookie guy one, two years in, like, telling me what to do. And I'm like, yeah, you, on paper, I get that. <laughs> but... Try practical application of it, you know, try, try it yeah. on stage with people and see, see if it works, you know, because it doesn't, right? And so, like, I'm like, what's next? How can I get better? I don't know enough. And then, like, you get, when I first started, I was like, oh, yeah, I know everything, <laughs> read every book, right? And it's, like, so funny how that goes. And I think it's the same thing with bikini, like you, who's, you know, I don't know how the 10,000-hour thing is defined in bikini because that's a weird thing to define a 10,000-hour. I think it just comes with experience, more experience. Mm -hmm. But with you, I, you know, you doing a lot of shows, you know, I would say you're the, the probably the most practiced, you know, just because of how many shows you do, you're probably mm -hmm. the most practiced current person. Um, and 
even now you're still like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to learn more. Yeah. I, whatever. I pushed too hard in my back pose. I did. I, I can't leave. I can't. I got to do another show to correct that. I got to yeah. do another. Yeah, like, very much like that. <laughs> so, and then um, if you guys, one of her last shows, she might have pushed just a tiny bit too hard. Might have been the lighting. Might have been a little lean. Um, and then she was like, I just, it bothers me so much because I know I could have controlled that. I need to do another show to fix that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, if I see something that's off or I know I can easily fix, it bothers me at night if I don't like correct it. So sometimes I will do another show just to kind of correct it. Um, <laughs> so but now we got to wait till February, I guess. Yeah. I'm doing the first show of the year in 2022 here in my hometown, Las Vegas, February 5th. What's up? Can we get some Las Vegans, Las Vegans, Las Vegans to that show and cheering for Ashley? Ooh. I'll be there. The whole crew will be there. Can we can we get some <laughs> Las Vegans to like light the roof off or blow the roof off when she gets on stage? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. We should do that. We say hi to everyone. Let's make that a thing. Yeah. Let's do okay. that. Okay. <laughs> I need people to pretend to be my friends. It looks like I'm cool. Yes. Because <laughs> if not, we just have Adam cheering and that's yeah. no fun. Yeah. <laughs> not so great a pretty pretty quiet guy <laughs> so uh but the the cool thing that, I, that i've always it's funny because i'll talk to other people about you too like other bikini competitors and whatever they'll be like they'll be like how does she do it or how does it? i was like honestly i don't know like it doesn't make sense to for her to be able to sustain this for that long of a period and i'm like she just has done it for so long that she just lives that way now it's just right. it's not about being in prep it's just her mental the way she thinks about things mentally is just this is, this is it. You know, Will Smith had has some good stuff on this as well, just because of his attitude, his mentality on it. Um, you know, he was like, you know, there's there is no plan B because it takes away focus from plan A. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is you. You know, I don't think that there is, you know, for you, you just see that. You know, you just yeah. tunnel visioned on that, which mm -hmm. is great. It's a good thing. And um, and I and think in this sport, you, you know, you kind of have to be that way because. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'll tell people that they don't understand about the off season. And if you guys hear this, like if you listen to these podcasts, I hammer in the off seasons all the time. I'm always hammering the off season, and and the reason is this: for every day Ashley's perfect and you're not, that's one day farther away from her that you are. For every day someone like Ashley isn't perfect and you are, that's one day you captured on them to get closer to being able to beat them and to be on their level. Now, the thing is, when you have someone like Ashley, she's not letting you have any days to get ahead of her, and that's her mentality. She's like, no, I'm not giving you a day. I'm not giving you <laughs> an hour if I can't, you know? Um, she, she just is too competitive with herself to be able to do that, you know? It's just like, I have to be, and it's, I, you know, I think it's at the point now where it's not like this immense pressure on yourself. I don't know how that is internally for you. It depends on what the show is. Um, yeah. The bigger shows, I get a lot of pressure. The Olympia, as you know, poof, it feels poof. It's very <laughs> overwhelming sometimes. Um, but, you know, I think, like, I've just learned to enjoy it and embrace the pressure, too, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know. I'm just not, not motivated after yeah. shows, right? Like, I'm very much, like, it motivates me every time I compete more and more. I want to, like, the, the second I step off stage, I'm like, oh, I got to do that again, you know? Yeah. Even if it doesn't go my way, in that scenario, usually I'm like, oh, I got to fix this. I got to fix this. Um, but, you know, I just realized that I'm in a really lucky position to be able to do what I love to do. So I take advantage of this time and just make the most of it, whether it be training here at the Contest Prep Center or on stage. I enjoy it all because it's just like, 
how lucky am I to be able to do this? It's so cool. It is so cool. How did I get here? <laughs> I still question myself, how the heck did I get here? But I'm lucky and I love my life and it's really fun for me and it's just, I'm having the time of my life. It's yeah, it is pretty time. cool. It's, it's yeah. lucky that you could do it. And it's funny is that when I was coming up as a trainer and I've always said, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna do this if it turns into work. Yeah. Like I'll never do this if it turns into work. And there's been a couple times where it got close, so I pulled back, you know, and I was like, well, I'm going to slow it down a little bit because I don't ever want it to turn into work and to turn it into something that I'm not, like, blessed to have or I'm just like, I have to do it type of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like I want to do it. And that's always – and I think that that's what has kept me in this, like, the, the, the length that I've done it, which is very, you know, very long time. But it's funny is that when I was younger, though, I was like just, I want to be the best in the world. I want to be the best coach in the world. Um, and I'm going to keep working harder and harder and harder. And that's when it started turning into like work, you know, because I was taking like any loss, like, damn, that's a step away from me being the best, you know? And it was like always like so painful, mm -hmm. you know, and you would just do anything you could to be the best. And um, that turned into not being like the best thing, you know, I was, it was very, it was too much pressure to put it on myself. Right. And it's just, you can never justify being the best. So I kind of took a step back from that. don't really care about that um, anymore. I just want to be like my best that I can be and have fun and, and right. this now, you know, it's different. And, um, one of the one of the things that like I, I took away from that um, was you know to just it, it does I think it does have to be a passion, but when I would see when I would see a younger trainer like trying to take me out because there's a lot of like there's there still is a lot of that stuff like we still have those competitions between each other where like you know where we're like kind of fighting but we're not we're like friends though now it's more mm -hmm. healthy than it used to be when I was younger it was before it was like it was like f that guy and he you know like it was like more hostile you know now it's like oh you jerk you got me today like it's like it's more fun you know yeah but back then it was like oh i'm gonna take this guy out and if mm -hmm. i just need to win this you know pro card to get whatever it was like a whole thing um but back then i was like you know if you're gonna try to have your team be better than mine like good you can you can try to work as hard as me for you know a period of time but to you it's work and to me it's what i live for so there's no chance that you're gonna be able to outwork me over the long period of time yeah because it's not like I have to get up and be like, oh, it's Monday morning. I got to go to work. Like, I don't have that mentality. I'm exactly. like, I'm going to change some lives this week and I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to like, I live like the best life. Yeah. Like I can't imagine a better one, you know? And I'm mm -hmm. like, and it, for me, it's, there's just no, it's, it's long time, you know, a lot of travel, long time, a lot of hours, a lot of responsibilities. I'm responsible for, you know, nine people, 10 people's incomes. Like it's like, it's, it's a lot when you think about it. But I don't ever think about it like that. I just like it's so fun yeah. that I don't. It's not work, and exactly. I think that that's part of grit too. Is just picking something that you can do long term because right. I don't think I could have the same tenacity with anything other than this. Like if I was like a car salesman or a whatever, a loan person, I had to be on the phones all the time. Like that might be your jam. That might be what you're passionate about, and that's awesome. But I couldn't be this tenacious. I'd be looking at the clock like, oh, what time am I off? You know, I'm off at five. Okay, so I got like an hour and a half. Like I'd be doing the math. How many phone calls is that? Okay, like <laughs> just got to get these phone. Okay, one more phone call, 20 to go, you know, whatever. But like here it's like, it's just easy because I like it. And I think that's the same thing Definitely. with you. I think like in a sense, and this is, hopefully this doesn't sound off, but in a way <laughs> I can't take it too seriously. I can't take what I'm doing too seriously. Although it is serious, like, you know, <laughs> I can't take it too seriously because if I took every show so seriously, I would be very disappointed when I don't do as well as I hoped, um, you know? So there are times where I'm like, oh, I wish I could have done this a little better. 
whatever. Um, but I can't like, I can't focus so much and just drag myself down for all the things that I could have done better or should have done better. I kind of have to just move forward and be like, you know what? It's not that serious. Okay. Hey, we got another show coming up. This is fun. At the end of the day, it's fun. You know, if I, if I convince myself it's all work and no play, then I think I would have the mindset of like being overly serious and just being like so salty when I don't do as well or whatever the case may be. But I always have to check myself if I ever find myself being disappointed and be like, you know what? At the end of the day, look how far you've come and you're still going like, you know, and it's one show move past it. You'll fix it for next time. It was a learning lesson. So I think like, it's just important to have that kind of mindset, you know? And, and I think too, if people like lived with me for a week, they'd be surprised how not, I don't want to say not serious, but how easygoing I am with prep and in peak weeks and stuff. You know what I mean? I'm not like, super like, oh my God, I missed a meal. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like I'm really casual with it. I'm really like going into a show. I'm really casual with it. I'm like, I think maybe it is because I just do it so much that it's just like another week for me. But I just, you know, not that this is what you should do, but for example, I don't even like weigh my food. You know what I mean? I'm not like that strict on myself to where I'm like going to beat myself up if I missed a meal or, you know, had a little bit extra vegetables or something. I'm not like that at all. And, and if you are, that's fine. Um, but maybe that is one of the reasons why I am able to go for so long is because I'm not like super hyper obsessed with the particular macro or that I didn't, you know, a particular type of cardio, if that makes sense. Because yeah. I'm, I'm more like long term rather than that particular one. But of course, when it is a bigger show like the Olympia, I will be like a little more strict when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I think the fact that I've kind of just maintained this whole year allows me to kind of be that way without being overly like hyper strict yeah. with things. And I, I don't want to be like a bad example either because I don't want people to think they shouldn't <laughs> weigh their food, obviously. But I think like, I've been doing this for so long that I'm able to kind of see with my eyes and be like, yeah, yeah this is... You know. Your portions are usually yeah. right about. Yeah. I, yeah. Would, I would estimate that like a four ounce meal for you is like somewhere between 3.7 to 4.3. Like it's, you're, 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 I mean, you've been doing it for so long. You yeah. Know I mean, that's the thing. You could just look at it and be like, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, so I'm not like timing my meals or anything like that either, except for a post-workout, but like I'm not... I'm not like one of those girls that has to pull over on the side of the road to eat because the clock hits three o'clock. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like that. I'm not. I'm just really easy going. I mean, when I was younger, I was so crazy about it. Um, you want to hear it? This is actually a funny story for everyone, I guess. But I actually had, this is really bad, but this is, I actually had a breakup because of meal timing because I thought it was so important back then when I was bodybuilding. And, and it really isn't. We talk about meal timing all the time and there's been studies on meal timing and you know, building lean mass and losing body fat. And there's really, there, there hasn't been any like conclusive evidence that you eating X amount of hours is better than eating X amount of hours. It's always, all the studies that have been done, it's been like, the first one was two, gosh, I'm not, I know that the second one was three, six, and 14 meals. Oh, and then it was two, four, and six meals. It was one of the, which order it was. But they, they both showed like almost no difference in fat loss with doing those types of breakdowns of meals and you would think like the big one the people who ate the most would lose the most or gain the most muscle or whatever but it didn't really work out that way um, it was all basically the same so anyway when I was when I was I was at this restaurant and it was like we had like a six o'clock reservation so I like timed my meal and I was like okay it's gonna be a bigger protein meal it was like a hibachi steakhouse and then they were like super backed up so it was like an hour delay so it was like 
30 minutes, we're waiting, 40 minutes, we're waiting. And then it was hibachi, so it's going to take a while, you know. And um, I was like, I got I to gotta eat something. I'm, I'm, I'm like going catabolic. I'm like, I, was like, I was like 20, like 21, 22. I was like, no, I need something. It's like, and I was like, hey, can I get some like edamame beans or something from you guys? Like, they were like, well, we have to wait till you sit. And I was like, I got to go. Like, we got to go somewhere else. Like, I got to go. Let's just go to like Carl's Jr. and get like a chicken. Like, I'll get like a chicken sandwich there and just get the chicken out of it or something. And I was like freaking out because I was so obsessed with it at that point. Um, and it was like, it was, I was, I don't know. It was a big thing. It was like either her birthday or it was like, I don't know, six months or something like that with this girl. And um, she was just like, she was just like, you're crazy about this stuff. She yeah. Was like, you couldn't wait like an hour, like maybe 45 minutes to get your food. And like you left and went to Carl's Jr. to get chicken. She's like, that's not normal. Like I can't, you're way too like extreme for like dating. <laughs> like you do. I was like, but back then I was like, you know, so crazy. about. I was like, okay, then see if you don't support it. <laughs> like, I was like, it was like a pretty serious girlfriend too yeah. I was like but then after a while you get you get older and you're like man that was so stupid like you learn more you realize it's not that important so Dang. the moral of this that story is um don't be don't date people who don't support you no, just kidding <laughs> 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 that story is don't be so crazy about it like you're gonna be fine like you know yeah. if, it, if it's an hour if it's an hour and a half delayed like you're gonna be fine don't right. worry yeah I mean I know you know how competitors get during peak week though yeah. you know it just I feel like I'm the opposite of that. <laughs> I'm just really, I just kind of coast in, you know? We're just coasting in. So, you know, that's, that's how I do it. And like I said, I'm very grateful to be able to compete, and you guys should too. And just yeah. think of it as like, hey, this is an awesome opportunity. Don't complain. Don't look, don't look at it as like a miserable process and just think, think, hey, you know what? It's part of the journey. Some of it sucks. Some of it's fun. But it wouldn't be as much fun if it didn't suck so much, right? It's true. Nothing, no? nothing worth doing ever came easy. Exactly. The, um, I think that that's it comes down to you, and this is what I find with like competitors too, is how I talked about my job turning into work. It's a very slippery slope. Like I could make twice as much easily if I just took on everyone and like really put myself out there for it, and just you know, I could def I could easily do that, but. I'd be working a whole lot, you know? And so then it would turn into work. Right now I do it, it's like, I do it, you know, at a high level and I do it pretty extreme, but I'm not, I mean, I'm kind of like now a lot slower than I used to be and I've kind of really taken a step back and I'm still working with people, of course, but I'm kind of slowing down and making sure everything's running smooth here and it's like, you know, I can have my, my five-hour days sometimes and it's like, you know, I can go to the gym and go to the shooting range and have my fun and do my thing and it's like, but it's not work because I don't turn it into work. And with bodybuilding, you can easily take your life's favorite passion. You could be this girl at the gym, and it happens all the time. You could be the girl at the gym who loves working out. It's your clarity. It's your, um, your mental health thing that you do after work. You have friends at the gym, the community. And then you start getting a little bit in shape. And then you go in and you're like, you know, I'm going to do a competition. And then you do a competition. Maybe you get the wrong coach and they have you doing you know, two hours of cardio and eating 800 calories a day. And, you know, you're, you're all of a sudden you start hating doing what you originally loved to do. So you have to look at, you know, and then it turns into work. And then when the show's in, you don't even want to go to the gym anymore. That happens. So you have to look at doing this like as your passion, you have to look at doing this in a way where that doesn't happen, where it doesn't turn into work. Now it always be work when you're getting ready for a show, but it could be, there's realistic work. And then there's 
torturous, unnecessary, excessive work, which burns people out and they don't last very long time. So I think that the reason that me and you have been successful long term, and I will say, I will say you're the only person I think that has ever outworked me in terms of longevity. Like I finally got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm tired. I need a little bit of a break. Mm. Like I need something. I need to go on a little bit of a break, take a step back or something like that. I got to that point. You've never been there. I mean, I did in 2017, oh, a whole true. year, but um, that's true. But also, it's a different scenario. Yeah. I feel like for me, I'm responsible for just myself, and I love it that way. But for you, like you mentioned, there's a lot of people that kind of depend on you. Yeah. So I feel there's it's different, you know. And I can see from your standpoint the having the responsibility of bearing weight on your shoulders of other people. Yeah. Me, it's just me. That's why. That's why I don't have kids, and that's why I don't have pets. I just have a pet boyfriend. That's it. <laughs> He's a good but a good boyfriend. thing I can leave him home, I like and he that takes ego. and he takes care of himself. So that's a, <laughs> that's as close as, as I will get to a pet because I don't want the responsibility. So I want to be a free. You're gonna get so many comments on that funny. <laughs> I love Hugo. I haven't seen him in so long. I gotta go see him. Yes. It's, it's just been. It's been a while since I, I mean, I moved here, so I don't go to your house anymore. Yeah, well, but, he is house trained. So. <laughs> You're so, so dumb. <laughs> That's great. You got to show him this clip. Uh, yeah, the, he'll crack up. Uh, so, so yeah, so grit is doing something that you need, you know, long term and sticking to it and staying on path. And honestly, guys. Like the only way you're going to get to that pro bikini stage and get to that high level pro bikini stage, you don't see anyone really get to that high level bikini stage and perform and start climbing the ranks in like the top 10 until they've been in this game for like, the, the lowest I see now is like three years. That's like, the, that's like, and that's like a rocket ship. That's super fast, you know? Usually it's like five, six years, you know, in the bikini game to like really start cracking into like, you know, getting your pro card, getting a, a pro qual, an Olympia win, or getting a, a, a Olympia qualification by winning. And then getting the Olympia, then you get to the Olympia, and then you're in the sea of 16 for the first two years. And then you finally crack the top 15, and then you crack the top 10, and then you crack the top five. It's like, it's a process. It doesn't happen that fast for many people. Like, we're usually, it's like, you know, five to eight years on some of these girls to, like, get to the Olympia and start really climbing the ranks. You know, it just, it's not fast for most. So mm -hmm. that's the thing is you got to think long term. Oh, yeah, definitely. And just throughout the whole process, be mentally strong because you got to realize these girls are... You know, maybe their their expectations are a little high coming into Olympia, and then they get like tied for sixteenth or whatever. You know, so it just you got to be so mentally strong in bikini because unlike you know we've mentioned this before, unlike bodybuilding and unlike other divisions, it's the most subjective out of all the divisions. So it can go either which way, right? And it doesn't necessarily mean there's a right or wrong physique for you know the placement, but rather what do they prefer? Do they want more muscular? Do they want a softer, curvier girl? Do you want taller, leaner, lankier? You know, so there's many different body types in bikini that can thrive. But at the end of the day, it's kind of in, you know, out of your hands to a certain extent. Um, so you got to be really mentally strong to be able to cope with that if it doesn't go the way that you want. And that's why, you know, I have to go into shows without any expectations. And I'm dead serious about that. Like, the only expectation is to be better than I was before, you know, or to do my best with the scenario given, right? But not necessarily to, I don't like to have a number expectation as far as placement, because that's just gonna play with my mind. And it's gonna get me disappointed if I don't hit that number, and it's just gonna kind of discourage me. So 
you know, especially in bikini, you got to be super mentally strong to be able to deal with that and to be able to make progress. Um, getting a feedback from a judge that if you agree with it or not, but you still need to get the feedback and, yeah. and adhere to it. Otherwise, you're not going to, to be as successful as you'd want. Yeah, in bikini, at the Olympia this year, there's probably going to be close to 45 girls or something like that. Um, and you can, I would, I would say I'd be able to make the argument for 25 of them winning the Olympia, maybe Maybe 20 of them, you know what I mean? I wouldn't go that far. Maybe 10. You think 10? They're, <laughs> Probably 10. They're all, a lot of them are so good. You know, these are all girls who won shows, yeah. and you could be like, oh, that girl could be exchanged for her. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like the placements can definitely rotate within yeah. that top 10, and it wouldn't. no one would question it. Yeah, for sure. You know? It's just so subjective, and that's why you just really have to make, you have to really um, go into it with a grain of salt, like knowing that, you know, if it's not this time, it's next time. You know, a lot of these girls going to nationals, are kind of going through that right now you know you might get it your first time you know um like you could look at like anya very first national show got her pro card you know um i don't think she ever got second place at a uh, local show either so it was like you know that was a great great experience for her you yeah know? you know and then she got to her first pro show and last call out you know went through never never had that feeling before and then took a year off then the next year you know, first call outs in almost all her shows and, yeah. you know, got just high second. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's some grit, you know, uh -huh. that's some good grit right there where you're a lot of times people get their pro card, they've gone through the experience that Anya has where all she does is win. All she does is win. And then gets a last call out at the pro level and is like, oh, screw this pro level stuff. Oh, it's the whole, um, uh, what is um, it, the comparison of big fish in a small yeah. pond versus a small fish in a big pond. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's all that, right? like that. Yeah, and that's basically where she went. She was a big fish in a small pond and uh, was killing it. And then all of a sudden was, you know, a small fish in a big pond. And then what did she do? She's like, okay, I need to get better. Took a year, got better, became a bigger fish in still a big pond. Yeah. <laughs> but not the biggest yet, but she's working on it, right? So it's like, that's a good example of what it takes. Because a lot of girls just quit. I mean, I've had so many girls make their pro debut and do one or two shows, like, and then they're done. Because they can't, I'm like, they don't. They can't handle the. I'm like, everyone looks good. Like, it's a high level. Like, yeah. you know, they've never seen you before. You made mistakes. Like, you're nervous. You're this, whatever. Like, it's yeah. like, it's, they're just done. It's yeah, so it's, common. It's sad. And, you know, that I think that happens many, many things in life, too. You know, something that maybe somebody has interest in or a hobby, and they're passionate about it, but they don't do as well as they first expected, then they just give up. And I hate that. I think yeah. it's, you know, it usually does take a few few tries to get, to get it going, and, and it's something that should be noted, I think, you know, with anything. It, there's usually, like, a learning curve and everything like that, so never give up on your first one. But, you know, if your heart's not into it, then that's one thing, but if your heart is into it and you're just, the ego's in the way, that's another thing. Yes, they say ego is not your amigo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley likes that one. I like that one a lot. <laughs> but it goes without saying, um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, right? Yeah. You can have all the natural gifts in the world, but if you don't have grit, you know, and you, and you are faced with an obstacle, you're likely just to give up, whereas the person that maybe doesn't have as much talent as you naturally is going to then catch up with you and pass you. And I mean, especially in a sport like this, you can't, you can't depend solely on genetics. Obviously genetics are a big factor and they help, but you can't rely solely on genetics, right? You have to put in the work regardless. I like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and, and I do think 
Now, there are, there are some people out there that are going to have some genetic limitations, but luckily in bikini, there's a lot of flexibility in that because a lot of different body types can do well in bikini. So that's really cool. I, I do like that. And you could, I think for the most part, and I've said this before, I think for the most part, even if your genetics aren't the best, you could eventually get that pro card in bikini. My dog do well as a pro in bikini because that's when it starts getting harder and harder. But I think most people can. You know, it'd be, it's, as long as you're willing to put in the work, it might take you five years, six years, seven years versus, versus someone who has better genetics who could be on the Olympia stage in five years, seven years. But it might, you'd be able to get that pro card at that time. So don't give up on, on your dreams um, just because you've gotten, you know, you've gotten waxed at uh, nationals a couple of times because everyone gets... For the most part, everyone gets waxed there a couple of times. <laughs> so um, I think it's important to kind of describe to you, like, um, m- maybe what more goes into this grit um, term, right? So you need to, to realize that gritty people will persevere um, when failing, and they recognize that failure is not a permanent condition, and it's just maybe another opportunity to learn and to grow, right? I always say, like, you either win or you learn, right? So it's not a complete loss as long as you learn from it and you correct your mistake, right? Because I feel like if you always win and it's always given to you and it's always easy, you might learn a little bit, but are you going to learn as much as if you just failed? And I will give my own personal example. My first show this year, I was off to a very rocky start, right? I The, the first show of the year, it wasn't, that was a bad way to start the year. And I'm, I messed up big time with my presentation. And that was like my feedback. Like my physique was on point. My presentation was horrible. I tried to basically change my entire routine. And I guess I wasn't as comfortable with it as I thought. I didn't practice it as much as I needed to. Because when I got right on stage, like it's like I forgot everything I learned. And I like blanked. And you can see in my routine, it was horrendous. <laughs> horrendous, right? So... What did that teach me? It teach me, you need to practice this routine more. It also taught me, don't change too much all of a sudden before a show. Don't try to switch things up completely. But if I were to win that show with that routine, I would have probably continued to do that. And I would have not practiced as much my routine. And it might have gotten me through a few shows. But at the big show, it would have definitely, you know, at the Olympia, let's say, it would have definitely uh, placed me way below. So having failed and realizing that I made a mistake inspired me to make change and to practice and to overcome and to learn everything I possibly could from that singular mistake I made. So I guess it was a blessing in disguise, but you got to look at it like that. Sometimes if you don't um, do as well as you hoped, just think of it like as a learning lesson and something you can improve on for next time. I agree. Mm. I agree. I've learned my most in life from that, from the failures. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's actually like clubs of like entrepreneurs and stuff like that that require you to have lost your business or gone out of business, out of prior business prior to getting there because they say that it's a lot better mind after they failed than the guys who've just succeeded. Right. Yeah. It's it's hard. I, it's, it is harder. It's harder to learn when you're Beating everyone all the time. Yeah, it's it is. It's like, what do you need? He's like, well, I don't need to correct anything. I'm winning. You know what I mean? So it's like, so it's, you know, that's not the attitude like Ashley would ever have. But it's like, it is kind of like a natural thing. You're like, well, I don't need to improve much if I'm winning. You know, so it's that's kind of the that's kind of the the thing. So, um, but yeah, no, I've learned that. That's how I ended up still doing this for so long. It's failing at other things. You yeah, know? I failed my way into this at this level, really. 
because when I was younger, I was, you know, well, when I was younger, there wasn't anything online, you know, I was training since 2000, there wasn't online training. So I did, uh, you know, house flips and stuff and I got ripped off with my house flip and I lost like 90 grand. It was like my life savings at like 21. And so I went back to the gym, you know? So like I've had other things that I've tried because you, you know, you couldn't really, as a trainer back then, you couldn't really do much. You mm. go and train a few sessions and do whatever you got paid for session. It wasn't any online market, you know? Yeah. So I was like, always oh, okay, I want to make more. So I tried to do different things. And then I would leave for a little while, end up back at the gym, leave for a tiny bit. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I've tried a couple of things now. And, uh, and it doesn't just fail. Like it's catastrophe, right? It's like, you can't, it's, it's like, oh, I could just keep going. It's like, no, there's nothing to go with. You have like $500 in your account. You got to move out and like live with roommates. Like, it's like, there's nothing, like you can't flip houses at $500. Sorry, there's not a way. Um, so like, you end up back at the gym and I'm like, okay, God's telling me I need to be here because this is always like consistent for me. I do well at it. I'm always really good at it. And uh, yeah, so it was like learning learning those lessons for me was, okay, this is the only thing you're passionate about, the only thing apparently you're good at. <laughs> so mm-hmm. You should probably just stick with that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, so yeah, for me now, it's just it was, now it's like I went through my phase of trying to work hard and, and do what I needed to do financially when I was younger. And now it's like, okay, now I'm in my later stages. Now it's just make sure it stays fun, you know, mm-hmm. make sure it stays fun. And I think, um, I think that's important to look at too. It's like, make sure this stays fun for everyone. Uh, it's supposed to have its grinding times. You know, your last four weeks of any show is going to be hard, but make sure it stays fun for you. You know, yeah, absolutely. Get enjoy the entire process for sure. Um, I think, um, it'd be kind of helpful for people to, I don't know, recognize if they do have grit or maybe if they should have more of it. Like there's a few like true or false questions that can apply to people. (laughs) Um, They're actually, and the way the test is set up and you can take this online. It's um, if you look up Angela Duckworth dot com slash grit dash scale, um, you can take the test and see if you are, um, gritty, <laughs> but cool. um, she has a a scale that kind of you know has very much like me, mostly like me, somewhat like me, not much like me, not like me at all, right? But this can also be a true or false, right? If you want to simplify it, and like the first question I would like for you to ask yourself is, um, do new ideas and projects sometimes distract you from the previous ones? So are you easily distracted? Is basically the question, you know? Is that a true or false, or are you super focused? Um, do setbacks discourage you? Um, do you give up easily? True or false? You know, um, do you set a goal, but later choose to pursue a different one? So I guess like being wishy-washy, you know, kind of like, um, not, um, or too distracted by other goals and stuff. Like you can't commit to one. You just all over the place. Are you a hard worker? Mm, there we go. Are you a hard worker? There, that phrase again. Yeah. Yes. That's an interesting one because you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah, true or false. And I, I do think that when, and I'm looking, I'm not looking at my phone, I'm looking at these questions that she has. <laughs> I was thinking it's so weird when someone's like on their phone on the podcast. But um, I think, and I'm sorry to cut you off on that oh, one. No, it's just can't. that like when people are in the gym or when people are on an online program and they're prepping for a show and they think they're a hard worker, and they're not getting the results that they should get, and then you see them physically work out, you're like, oh, that's the problem. You don't work out hard. You think you work out hard, but you don't work out hard, right. like at all. <laughs> like, yeah. 
like not even close. <laughs> like, I'm like, what are you like? What do you do? You even break up sweat? You know, like it's it's a huge factor in you getting results. I can't like be. I can't. I can't say that enough. You mm-hmm. getting good results is such a huge factor of how hard you work in the gym. Not just your diet. That's something your coach is not going to be there for most of the time, if at all. You know, um, and if you got to be honest with yourself on that. And I think that that's a really good, just a really good question for our sport because everyone says they're a hard worker. I'm in the mm-hmm. gym two hours a day. I'm like, well, if you're in the gym two hours a day, you're probably not working hard enough because right. if you worked out as intensely as whatever this guy is over here, he wouldn't be able to work out for two hours a day. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's like a badge of honor. The more hours they put into it, oh, I work out three hours a day, you know? Yeah. Like, well, then you're not working hard enough. Exactly. Like, the guys that are working out 45 minutes are the guys that I'm impressed with. You know, the Mike Mensers who was in the gym for 30 minutes, the Dorian Yates who's in the gym for 45 minutes, you know, crushing, crushing their body workouts, you know, like working out with Dorian Yates when he was an Olympia champion, forget about it. I, even when I was in the zone, I would be afraid of working out with that guy. And I was like, I worked out hard. I wouldn't even try to work out with that guy. He'd scare me, you know, he's, the, he's actually like the worst. He, he'll like tell, he does this thing where he like tells clients, uh, like, like, all right, two more. And then they do the two more. He's like, all right, two more, all right, two more. And he keeps two more them, three more them. Oh. And they never know what it's ending. He's like, I don't want them to really like know what yeah. it's done because there, there still might be more in them. And like he did it to a guy. <laughs> I remember there's a video of him. If you guys want to see some like, if you're a not, if you think you're a hard worker, please go see Dorian Yates Blood and Guts on YouTube. I think it's just on YouTube now. Dorian Yates Blood and Guts. If you can buy it, buy it, send him some money. He, he deserves it for the stuff he's done. And you'll see, okay, that's what hard work is. It's so crazy there's a guy he's like i think it's in that video it's either it's one of the videos he's doing legs and he's like okay two more two more the guy's dying right like dying and then he like he like slaps him he's like it's okay like he's like about to have a like about to cry because he's like so frustrated with like his legs are on fire he's been he should have stopped five reps ago dory dates is saying do two more again he doesn't know when it's gonna stop (laughs) he's like it's just the best moment and he like perseveres though he doesn't give in to the pain he doesn't give in to anything and he sees oh wow i actually did like nine more than i thought i should have stopped at right right so the hard work thing sorry to like go into that so much but man is it important and man do so many people not work hard enough and that's why what happens is these are the people that are ending up doing more cardio and less calories because they're not working hard enough to create the stimulus that they need and burning those extra calories in the gym and getting the muscle that they need long term so Watch that video, even if you're a bikini competitor, watch that video and like recognize your own intensity and your own hard work and be like, okay, maybe I'm not pushing as hard as I Mm -hmm. think I am, you know? I think a good indicator or something you can ask yourself if you worked hard or not at the gym is, um, could I have done more? And if the answer is yes, you didn't work hard enough, right? So you should just feel like satisfied, like I gave it my all in the session today and that's some hard work, you know? Yeah. Another thing to ask yourself is, do you have difficulty maintaining focus on projects that take more than a few months to complete? So are you driven by a long-term goal or are you only satisfied with the short ones, right? They're asking in this question, you know, the length, the longevity, are you able to maintain your motivation to achieve a certain goal, right? Because if you only focus on, or if you're only able to achieve those short-term goals and anything beyond uh, a few months is uh, 
impossible for you, then maybe you're not gritty. You know, you gotta you gotta realize that every day you're not going to necessarily be so close to your goal to where it's like you can see it. But you know, that's that's something I always think about too. Is like you know, the hard work I do today is going to benefit me a year from now. You know,、um, just think about the long term. And then another question you should ask yourself is. Do you finish whatever you begin, you know, or are you quitter, <laughs> or do you, you you say you're gonna do something, you do it? I guess it's the the people who talk and the people who walk, right?、Yeah. I can't stand the people that talk a big game. They're gonna do this, this, and this, this, and then they just give up, right? No, I think I'm pretty good at this. If I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it.、Yeah. I don't care how I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna do it. You know,、um, that's me. And then another、uh, question to ask is, do your interests change from year to year?、Um, another question: Are you diligent? Do you give up?、Hmm. Or do you never give up? I should say. And then,、um, are you obsessed with a certain idea or project for a short period of time, but lose interest later? And that's kind of alluding to the other question too. It's quite similar. The long-term versus short-term interests and goals, and think, then lastly, oh sorry, yeah, so just to go into that one a little bit, I think that that's the、uh, consensus of today's talk is it's not going to happen fast. Right, bodybuilding takes a long time. Yeah, don't think you're going to be top-level bikini competitor if you're only taking it seriously for 16 weeks. Make sure you're working out hard and giving your best effort every day as much as you can,、um, and、yeah. expect to fail at some point. Expect、yes. to fail, but it's how you handle that failure is what's going to make you gritty or not, right? If you're going to learn from it and use that to keep pushing through, then you're gritty, you know.、Yeah. But you can't take that failure and quit. Yeah, and I think that with you failing and getting better and getting better at overcoming those failures makes you a more gritty person.、Mm-hmm. You know, you get thicker skin. You know,、um, I think that you know that's it's probably why. Probably why we both have kind of keep going, you know, and ended up there is we we just kind of learn from each one,、mm-hmm. you know. I, I like I do really like our dynamic because we have really different examples of similar things.、Mm-hmm. You know, people always say that it's like you know about us that we have a good dynamic because of like certain things, but、um, it's cool to see like it's cool to like take a step back and look at it because we both have gone through some crazy stuff, you know, like with with that and.、Uh, And it's just nice to be able to talk about it. And these talks are fun for me too.、Yeah. So I just this one's really cool、yeah. because I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool because this is really a lot of. I feel like if we answered this a lot, we would answer a lot of these the same way.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then if you want to go ahead and ask the last question、yeah. for our viewers, number ten.、Um, I have overcome setbacks to conquer an important challenge.、Mm-hmm. So have you overcome? Yeah. So, or if we're applying it to the audience, have you, yeah. yeah, overcome setbacks to conquer? So basically, what I was just saying, are you going to learn from your failure, failure and overcome it, or are you going to quit after you fail? You know, yeah. So we shouldn't quit. Keep going. Yeah, we all good, fail. Yeah, and you're、we、good at、fail. that. You're really good at that. And even if I'm having a downtime, Ashley will like be like, "No, we could still do this. We could still do that." Like when we're talking about, "Oh, I got to get this prep center done," or whatever, like. It was like a lot of stress, and then I'm wanting it to be more, like get more of the community things. And now she's like, "Well, we got to do this, we got to do this." And I was like, "I'll just get another one, bigger, better, more、oh、people," <laughs> which is probably eventually going to happen. I'm looking. At, you know what's funny is like I always need a goal, and、uh, that's something I've been looking at already. So, of course, I know. What's funny is <laughs> people. Yeah, there's a. 
There's a few. There's actually a few I've kind of looked at. There was one I, I just missed a couple of weeks ago, but um, it's in Vegas um, still. But but yeah, I just need like goals. And it's funny is uh, people don't get the the like entrepreneur things. Like the entrepreneur things is like I never wanted to be that. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I never cared about that. It was always just like accidental. I'm an accidental entrepreneur, um, and it's like so I don't care about the money, you know. But this is like the first year where I could actually like take some of it, take more of it than, than normal, you know? But I was like, why would I do that? Like, just leave it with Team Elite Physique, you know? Just leave it all with Team Elite Physique, leave it with everything else. You know, the houses all went up like crazy this year too. There's a lot of money in the, the real estate. And then I was like, why would I, why would I do that? What am I going to do with it? So I was like, you know what? I just want to give it back, like give it back to the team. Probably going to get a bigger building sooner or later. I don't know. Whenever one pops up, that makes sense. It might be three years from now, but it's going to be, I want to do like, I want to give me more. We're still going to finish this one off of the, the backyard and all that. But like, I'm already, yeah, it's I just like, for me to stay super motivated, I need like tasks. I need like right. another thing. Like for you, Never it's like your shows. satisfied. Yeah. And it's funny because like, I was talking to, um, I had a couple guys come into town uh, yesterday and they're talking to me. They're, they're my friends, but they also do my, the my CPA stuff. But they were talking to me, they're like, yeah, my, he was like, my wife doesn't get it that, um, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you just don't have any, like you don't. You don't have the money she thinks she has and she just is like oh let's buy this let's buy that and i'm like no it needs to be in the company because i need to use it for this and i'm like yeah i was like oh i guess i'll make it money and then all of a sudden i was like no i'm not going to pay anything to myself i'm going to keep it in the the team the team's um, funds and then i can get a bigger building maybe in a year maybe this year maybe in three years i don't know mm-hmm. but she's like and like so i'm like yeah so i got probably two more years of not paying myself much <laughs> to like to to do that you know to be able to get that and make it cooler so it's like um sometimes people need those tasks I don't, I don't know if you would need the task because you always have a task. So I don't know if you would need one, but yeah, when everything's all done, I'm like, okay, I need something, right? That's <laughs> like, why I always pick my next show. That's what I was going to say. You always have a show. And yeah. so it's like, I don't know if you would actually fall into that category or not <laughs> mm. because we would never know because you always have a show to like yeah. test that, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. so but I agree with you. It's never, I don't think it's, I don't think it's good to be satisfied in a way, you yeah. know? Um, I mean, it is and it's not, right? It's good to acknowledge your own accomplishments and be like, yeah, I did that. But it's always nice to keep pushing for a new goal so that, you know, you're always improving and moving, you know, yeah. so you're not just stagnant. So it's good. It's yeah, good. Yeah, my ex was like that too. And she was, a gr- she was a great woman. But yeah, she'd always be like, why? She's like, why, why, uh, why do you do this so hard? Why do you push yourself so hard? And, uh, I was like, to me, it's not really that. It's just like, I just can't stop. Like, you just can't just stop because you've accomplished a couple things. Like, to me, that's just so foreign, right? Yeah. It's like, why? Like, it's not about being more now. We got everything done that we needed to get done. It's it's just, why would I stop? I just don't know exactly. how to stop. Like, it's just painful. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's painful. You know what I mean? Can you imagine it's boring, you know? Just said, oh, well, I've won 30 shows. I broke the record. I got my Olympia titles, my Arnold wins. Um, yeah. I just, and then someone said, you, you have to stop now? Like, you imagine, that's a painful. Say, I'm yeah. just getting started. Exactly, you know, or like, hey, you got your prep center, everything's done, everything's, you know, you're good, you're set, you're, you don't have any bills with the gym, it's all paid for. Like, uh, you can just say, I'm just getting started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the motto it, of the year, yeah, I'm just getting, just getting started. started. I'm gonna put that, we need to put that up in the, the gym somewhere, because that's like your yeah. thing. And uh, you do have bottles per year, though, because last year was get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Well, that was 2018, I think. Was it? Yeah, that was, that you, was my com- we need the to, comeback. We need to figure out the team. 
I think what was last year. 22 years, 19 and 20. Just go for it. I don't know. I think that was, was yeah, last year for COVID was like, just go for it. Okay. Just go for it. You don't know. These shows might get canceled. I don't know. Just go for it. We just got to go for it. YOLO. Yeah. Go with the flow. Just go for it. Screw 2020, man. (laughs) Screw 2020 so bad. It's funny is that, you know what? I had a lot of friends who like didn't work out during 2020 and like gained a bunch of weight. And um, I... I, I still don't know what I would have done because I had a gym, you know, like I had a gym. So I didn't have to go through what everyone else went through with not having gym access, you know. And uh, I, I was like, I, I still wonder, I was like, would I have just have been like one of the guys who like just stopped working out and like, I don't I know. Don't see that. I don't Yeah, what are you doing? But I also don't see you doing home workouts either. That doesn't seem like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the weird thing. Well, I'll, we had a girl in town. We're doing from, calisthenics. Yeah, right? Just like a plyo master. There is a, there is a, just when we turned into a yogi, there is this uh, girl who came from the UK and I was here, she was here last week and I was like, yeah, we just need to really build your glutes and your legs. Your shoulders and arms are good. You don't need to do anymore. She's like, you know what I think it is? She's like, I worked out at home, home gym workouts. And, the, and I didn't have like any good equipment or enough weight to really do legs good, but I did had, I had no problem doing shoulders and arms like the whole time. I'm like, yeah, cause your shoulders and arms are like pro level now. She's like, well, I haven't had a gym for my lower body for like a year and a half. And I was like, that makes sense. Actually, um, it makes a lot of logic, yeah. even though she's done pretty good. She has made progress, but it's not the same as like her upper body. I'm like, yeah, you don't have a leg press, a hack squat. You got, you know, she only had like 35 pound weights on for each side for, for squats. Like it was just, wasn't like, you know, so like that, what how many people are going through that right now? <laughs> I don't remember I had to fly all the way to Colorado just to train for a week. Yeah. <laughs> Weeks at a time, just be like, I need to train. Let's get a week's worth of workouts and then I got to go home to these stupid home workouts. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny is, um, I should probably say it out loud, but we had, so the first like couple, like the first like three weeks, four weeks, whatever, I was scared of COVID and we started seeing all the stats come out and like the real stats, not the ones they scare you with like the real ones. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute, 99.7% survival rate. What the hell's going on here? Why are we shutting down? You know? So then after that, you know, they still had our gym shut down. So I gave a key to like 20 people at our gym, like 20 local, like of our, of our athletes. And, and I was like, you guys got to go to the gym before the health inspectors go out to do testing. And they come out at like 8:39 to do, te- to, to go check buildings and make sure everyone's closed down. So these guys, I didn't know how crazy it was because I wasn't getting up that early to go to these things. But these guys were having full-on workout parties every morning from 6.30 to 8.30. And then, like, sometimes they'd send me video of it. I was like, holy shit, guys. You guys are really have a lot of people. (laughs) They're having, like, 30, 40 people sometimes in the gym every morning. Like, they just started riding their friends and, like... It turned into this like whole party. Someone, someone was there with the the access to the music. It was probably Josh or someone. They're blasting music, and then uh, they'd be gone at eight thirty. I'd get there like nothing happened. I didn't know it was happening. I didn't know it was that crazy. You know, I was waking up at eight, and then I'd work out by myself at like eleven. I never went to one of them. But man, after I started seeing video towards the end, because they weren't showing me, because I know I'd be, I would have said something. But they showed me like after everything, yeah. <laughs> after it opened back up, and uh, they showed me a couple. They did show me a few where it was like fifteen. I didn't care. But the like 40 people ones, like they didn't show me until way later. And I was like, well, they're not coming. So, what so I wish I would have went to those. But uh, yeah, still no one got it from there. No one got like traced to it. No one, ever, maybe they kept them healthy. I don't know. But that was a, that's my like favorite COVID memory is like seeing mm. them have their fun and like being able to give someone access to that after the, the initial fear was gone, you know? I bet you had a lot of friends out of the woodworks, you know, 
once <laughs> that all happened, like, oh, I'm at the gym. Better hit him up. I haven't talked to him in four years. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me just hit him up. I had people hit me up that weren't, like, part of the team, and I was like, no, we don't have that access, right. you know? What's funny is that we had a few, just a couple, that would like join the team that had no interest in doing nutrition or competing just so they could access. Oh. They're like, if I just pay this, I get access. So I'm like, yeah, but it's not really set up that way. Desperate times, man. And they're like, no, we want. I want to do that. I know gyms are struggling. Let me pay it. It's you know for our for our monthly. It was pretty funny. So some people joined just for that. That's pretty well, cool. Hey. hey, they had parties, man. Good for them. That was as long as they're satisfied. I'm happy that they they did that. That's actually one of the things I'm happy about. Like during COVID, is that like I was able to give them somewhere to relieve their stress and they sent me so many everyone sent me messages and they're like thanks so much for like doing that for us like the COVID was so hard for me because I was I was wasn't able to work and that was my one thing that every morning I, I look forward to and it's just like mm. feels good that's one thing I'll like die with where I'm like yeah you know what I fought I fought the government on that I won and uh and because it wasn't just sneaky they actually ended up going to like the what's it called the um city council or whatever it is and they like were not sure what to do with me because we had a doctor in the office. Mm. They're like, technically, he's got a doctor, so he's kind of essential, kind of not. Like, what he's doing, he shouldn't be doing. They're like, we're just gonna leave it alone. And so, like, luckily, you know, one of the few cases of winning, you know. And um, I was like, you know, I, I, I did that. I can, I, it was, it's a really cool feeling, you know, because you never know what having grit, right, where it's gonna lead to. And this one was cool because it's like a community service for the people I care about, which is really fun. So, yeah. anyway, uh, that's off, off topic, really off topic of the grit subject, but I think it aligns because of, you know, it was able to. I was able to get these things because of the grit that I had doing this for so long. You know? Absolutely. So, heck anyway, yeah, let's we, get gritty with it. Let's get gritty with it. Is uh, so, so get gritty with. And with that great, um, with that great acoustics, uh, what do we call that when there's no music to it? Acapella. With that yes. great acapella, <laughs> we will leave you. Thank you guys so much for watching. <laughs>